sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That is Tom Sides. And that is Sean Sides. What's happening, buddy? Nothing too much. Yourself? No, not a whole lot, man. Just kicking off a week. About to go on a nice little weekend getaway. Nice. Glad you can wake up nice and early to do this. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you said you're heading into Montreal. Yeah, the classic trip of Tom Sides is the trip to Montreal. I'd say, yeah, that's the most standard trip that we all know and hear about every couple weeks or so, or every maybe yeah. months, I should say. Um, yeah. What's the plan? What are you doing there? Why are you going? What's the inspiration? Go. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking Hillary down to meet all of my people, stay at my mom's house for the weekend, and take her to her first NHL game. So we're watching the Habs versus the Kings, which is going to be a mixed set of emotions for me, because I would like the Canadians to win. However, Jonathan Quick is my goalie, and fuck, he could really use some fucking points for me. So, here I am in this catch-22, but it's going to be a good game nonetheless, and I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. Has she been to Montreal before? I think she did, like, a class trip, but she's, like, she hasn't really experienced it. Like, the first thing we're going to do... She's from the East, right? Like, originally? Yeah, she's, yeah, she's from Halifax. Like, uh, born and raised? Okay, gotcha. But she works, like, with you... So she has, like, traveled lots around, basically? Well, no, she doesn't work with me. She's a nurse. Oh, oh fuck. I don't know why I thought that for a quick second there. I, you might have gotten, I think you might have gotten confused with, like, a buddy of ours who introduced us who does work with me. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. I get confused yeah. easily, as you know, sometimes. Haha. <laughs> yeah. Happens Happens to the best of us. Nice. Well, that's cool, man. That's exciting for both of you, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, the first thing we're going to do, like, we're releasing this on Monday, so it's already going to happen. By the time it's out there, is uh, we're taking her to go get some smoked meat peats, which is like one of the like smoked meat joints in Montreal. So like her first real smoked meat sandwich, like proper smoke Montreal yeah. smoked meat sandwich, That's and cool. like and they if it's the way they usually do it, there's like live music and shit there too. So it'll be a fucking nice time. So her and my mom and uh, myself will go there, and then we'll come home, hang out with the dogs, chill for a bit, and then. Saturday is a really busy day of, like, wake up, go have, like, like around 1 o'clock. I'm meeting all of my friends for, like, a Christmas lunch kind of thing. Nice. Not a gift exchange. was just, like, hey. Yeah, I get together. Hol- holidays are hectic. Let's, like, make time to hang out. Nice. And then we did that. And we'll, then we'll do that. And then we'll head downtown to the hockey game, just her and I. And then, yeah, come back, probably have a chill Sunday and see what happens, and then fly back Monday afternoon. Awesome, dude. That's sweet. Nice little yeah, getaway for you. Yeah. Much, Nothing much like getting either. home to uh, just recharge the batteries, and it's awesome that you get to take Hillary. Like, I'm sure a lot of people are itching to meet her in Montreal as well, right? Yeah. So, it'll be nice. All of my people will get to meet her, so. Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, she's not too overwhelmed. Just quite a few people. Yeah, I'm sure she'll handle it with grace if she's from, you know, she's from the East, so she'll handle it with grace. It's all about yeah. community, from what I understand. Yeah, so, so it was pretty good. Excellent, but, sir. And what's going on with you? Anything exciting going on this weekend? Uh, uh, nothing too crazy. Like, had a bit of a weird week. 
we had yeah. like a good, a pretty good start to the week, and then Tuesday we're eating dinner, and uh, dinner finishes. Crystal like starts cleaning up. I'm just finishing eating my salad. Jean takes her plate to the kitchen, trips on Pluto, and breaks her shoulder. Sure. So we had had a pretty hectic uh, Tuesday night, and you know she's in bit rough shape. When you're 82 and you fall, it's like getting the shit beat out of you, basically. So. She's uh, in rough shape, so we're kind of on care duty. Um, which, well, John and Lori get into town on Saturday, so there'll be to some help support. take on the work, or like, is that why yeah. they're coming? No, they're coming for Christmas. Like they come every oh. year, so okay. they'll be here anyways, though, and be able to help out with that kind of stuff. So, just a little bit of a hectic week on account of that stuff, you know, the stress and work. That's not say. Like, yeah, did she just, go like shoulder first into like a countertop or? On the just the floor, it's the floor, eh? Yeah. And then like Pluto was just being a lazy dog on the ground. Yeah, he was just following around, looking for scraps to see, and like you know, it's shitty when dogs know these things when they fuck up, and there he was just like beside himself. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm so yeah. sorry. Like he was backed right off and just knew, like had his head down, and thought I was gonna like give him trouble or something, and I was like, you know, it's insane. Like, my grandfather right now is on a road trip to Texas. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is it is. He's pushing 90, Sean. Wow. He's like 88 years old. Good for him. That's like Jean, too. She's always like a spring chicken. It's just these things happen. When you fall when you're old, it's a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, so, like, he lives with this woman who's like a Texan newfie. And they've been threatening to go to te- Texas for 10 years. So every single time they were going like, no, not this winter we're gonna go to Texas. Yeah, fuck. Oh, okay, you're gonna go to Texas, just yeah. like last year and the year before. Oh yeah, oh you're gonna go. Well, they've actually fucking done it. Like they're going. Good for him. It, and like, I man, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. We can like, only like wish to be eight in that age group and still like learning and still experiencing and. YOLO, as the kids say these days. Maybe the kids these days don't even say that now. Maybe it's a generation of young adults that say YOLO. <laughs> but I, I mean, I've driven with the woman he lives with, Yvonne. I've driven with her. Like, she, her behind the wheel. Dude. Nuh-uh. No, no bueno. <laughs> I, she is not a safe driver. She is. She's so... Uh, like two weeks ago, when I was in Montreal, I see my grandfather, and I go, "Papa, so you're actually going to Texas?" He goes, "Yeah." Uh, who's driving? Well, I'll drive some, and then Yvonne will drive some. I go, "Well, I guess you lived long enough." Fuck. Right. <laughs> Do you know where in Texas they're headed? No, there. She has like a sister that lives somewhere in Texas, and that's where they're all going. Cool. And she wants to see her sister again before like she dies. It's just, <coughs> excuse me, it's just one of those things of just, like, we're finally doing it. And, like, kind of power to them a little bit, but, like, yeah. at the same time, like, airplanes exist. Yeah, that's you have true. a You have a grandson that works in this fucking field. <laughs> that could help with you, with this. Well, you can deal with the trip back if they get there and they're like we well, can't take the drive oh we got a pool going on of how long my grandfather's gonna fucking last before he's like <laughs> someone come get me please that's awesome like he's like driving awesome up point 
He's like, do I have enough points on my credit card to get back if I need to? Like, yeah, sure thing, Papa. Like, we'll look right into it. That's funny. No, good for him, though. It's nice to uh, experience life. Yeah. I should give him a call just to be like, hey, still alive? Yeah, Perfect. wouldn't hurt. But like, I don't think he answers the phone while driving. And God forbid he answers the phone while driving. Yeah, I better Jesus. not call. Maybe text. And also... They're going to Texas, and they're old, and, like, they're not American. Like, they have to get insurance. They don't they don't have free health care the way we do. No. Like, like, it just seems like the time of life to do it is not now. That's funny. Like, it would be fun to take a trip like that. Like, my destinations when I'm in my 80s would be Egypt, um, Somalia, uh, interesting place, Syria. Interesting places where if you get capped, you get capped. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. What the problem with that. I want to see those places, but I don't want to see those places. But I know they come at a health risk. Yeah, I don't want to go with like a lot of life left in me because I might get kidnapped and tortured to death for my money. Which I don't even really have fucking money. So it'd be like fruitless. So like sitting there in a tent with a bunch of dudes beating the shit out of you. And you're like, guys, like, I'm fucking poor too. I just like saved up for this trip. <laughs> what a way to go, Sean. What a way to go. Yeah. No, it's funny. I bring that up a little bit because Mo, as I've spoken to you about, you've met him before. He's yeah. in Somalia right now. He's yeah, doing looking for like, a wife. What's it? Yeah, he went to Abu Dhabi and then Somalia now, then Egypt. So it's kind of cool. He's been sending me lots of pictures and videos of the places he's at. It's pretty cool. Did he find a wife? I, I, he's still in the process. I haven't heard exactly. I'll let you keep you updated on the pod when I hear about that. But I think it's going good. Like he's met a couple people and negotiations are going strong. Indeed. Yes, there are people. I brought people. The, the people are talking me. with the people for sure. Right on. Um, but no, it's a, it's interesting, like, for people to travel and do that kind of thing. That's on my bucket list next year. I did quitting smoking this year. I did getting my license the year before. This year upcoming is going to be Sean's travel year. He will. Mark my words. He will leave the country. So. Does the United States count? Yes. I've never nice. been there. It's a different nation. Counts to me. I've kind of been there. I have kind of been there. Explain yourself. Niagara Falls on the boat ride. I was on their side of the water for a little bit. I didn't have to cross a border, but I was in the water that is American and U.S. waters. Or, sorry, American and Canadian water. Fair enough. I mean, that's kind of a fair trade. I feel like that's it counts to a degree. All right. I'll, I'll take it. But I'd like to cross that off. It's time. I've <coughs> waited long enough. I deserve it. Me and Crystal deserve a trip. We've never gone on like a leave the country trip together, so it's got to happen. Top three destinations. Go. Um, simple to begin with would be Mexico. Um, I'd like to see San Diego. All, all simple. These are just like attainable ones. And I would say number three. Uh, let's see here. I don't know. Number three is a tough one. Uh, Mexico is the first. San Diego would be fun too. Boston. Let's go Boston to see John and Laurie. 
That would be on the top I'm surprised three. that San Francisco doesn't make your list. I don't know anyone in San Francisco. You don't need to know anyone in San Francisco, but you do need to know that that is where Starfleet will be in years to come, and you can see all of it before it happens. I would love to go to San Francisco one day, but um, in due time, it's not in my top three. Who do you know in San Diego? Uh, nobody. Okay, so the big reason why you Comic won't go to San there. Hold, hold on. The big reason why you won't go to San Francisco is because you don't know anyone there. This is true. And it, w- it would be cool for you to go see because Starfleet does have an academy or will have an academy there, which is, like, close to, like, your genre of science, uh, science fiction. And then also... Where are you going to go, the, though? You're going to go take s- pictures in open fields and be like, it might be here. It might be uh, there. It might be uh, here. That sounds not very fun. They do have a national park is where George Lucas filmed Return of the Jedi. So you can go for a stroll in the park where they had the forest moon of Endor. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. Pic- I don't And take a picture and be like, Starfleet Academy might be here one day. And oh, and George Lucas also filmed something stupid here. <laughs> oh! It's <laughs> a bit of a leap. It wasn't stupid. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Fucking with the, Ewoks, with the Ewoks, the fucking Rebellion would have never won against the Empire. Fair enough. Um, but no, those are like, it's, it's going to be simple. I don't need to go crazy because everything is new to me when it comes to that. Having never been on an airplane, you know. See, this is why I think you should do the opposite. I think you should go crazy. Yeah. You should do something incredibly fucking awesome. But then you're awesome. going to be trying to like match that all the time. Why not start no, small won't. and enjoy it all? No, but then, like, imagine this. Like my first trip out of the fucking country was fucking Japan. That'd be fun. I would go to Japan. Yeah. My first trip out of, we went to Mount Fuji. We saw sumo wrestling. Tried sake for the first time. Sake it to me, baby. And I think then, I would go Burt Kreishner if I went to uh, Japan Kreishner. and just go shirtless the entire time. Yeah? Yeah, because they'd all be impressed by my physique. Oh, yeah. That pineapple body of yours. Yeah, exactly. Fucking like <laughs> a goddamn tank. It'd be um, entertaining for sure. Yeah. And then, like, I think you would find cool shit in Japan. I have a buddy that just went, had a time. And then before you go to Japan, get your international license. You can do it over CAA. And then you can do that Mario Kart racing all through the city. Can uh, I switch gears just a little bit here? Because I just want to make fun of you on two accounts. I mean, fine, but like... It'll be fun, don't worry. I'm sure you'll enjoy most of it. Can't wait. (laughs) You'll probably have retorts for me as well. But I just have to get into it because it's on the top of my brain right now. Do you want to start with like the past or the present? Because there's one from each. Okay, let's start with the past and work our way to the present. Okay, so does it happen to you often that you have to pull over to the side of the road because something moves you so much that it makes you tear up? No. I just wanted to reflect on how much we both gushed over the last episode. Yeah. Listening back, I was like, Tom, that's I only pulled over because I had to go to football practice (laughs) and I was in the wrong kind of fucking mindset after listening to that kind of music. Oh, fuck. It was just Holy. the cutest fangirling I've ever heard in my life when I was listening back to it. I, I laughed by the, by the way, you <laughs> fangirled just as hard as I did. Hey, I didn't do say not, fucking... Yeah, do not make it a, a one-man show. At no okay? point did I pull over and start... <laughs> yeah, 
Sorry, Sean. I'm in touch with my fucking feelings. All it right? was really funny. That, yeah. I just, something had to be said. Someone mentioned it to me throughout this week and was like, that was pretty fucking funny, guys. And like, I, I was guilty, too. Like I said, I fattened girl, too. It was fucking awesome having him on the show and like super enjoyed it. But it was just it needed to be called out a little bit and made fun of because it was really funny. He made me feel things with my emotions. He's I bet not... he did. Fucking the song. is. Do you listen to it? Yeah, it's a very pretty song. Can you say it less sarcastically, please? <laughs> he has a lot of very meaningful music. I will say that. And to anyone, you could take a meaning from it sometimes. but And it <clears throat> maybe it was your mental state at the time. Maybe it was just the thought of having him on the show that it made you well up a little, you know? It's a, it, it's the thing, it's, it's because it, it was unexpected. That's the thing that happens. You get these feelings out of nowhere that gets triggered by, like, a song, and apparently I fucking related to yeah. A Hard Man to Love. I love it. It's beautiful. And it fucking snuck up on me <laughs> to the point where I had to pull over and go, okay, switch the music to Metallica because we're going to be in a fucking mindset now. Jesus these, Christ. I just, me not being as in access to these type of feelings as often. Does this happen often to you? Is this like a daily, a weekly? They come out of nowhere. Like I remember I was flying when I was flying to Edmonton to move there. I was watching, what was that fucking Pixar movie about, about the emotions? Uh, no, inside your head. In, oh, I've never in, seen inside it. out, inside out. Yeah. I wouldn't know cartoons for kids. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, I'm watching this Pixar movie on the flight there. And it's all about how, like, it's okay to feel your feelings. Like, it's just... It is feel, okay to feel your feelings. Yeah, and it was, but, like, <laughs> it like it just... And there I am on a plane leaving where I've lived 25 years of my life, starting a new chapter, and then, like, I'm on the plane going, <laughs> all right. But then I also read somewhere that uh, Altitude makes you more adept to crying for some reason. Interesting. So that's what I chalked it up to. Nice. I didn't actually cry, but I fucking felt shit. And it's, <laughs> as I've gotten older, like, sad shit really fucking makes me sad. I can attest to that. It does soften you up a little bit as you get older. Like, it's yeah. funny. Let's continue on with this, like, topic before I get into the present. But um, it's weird how that happens sometimes in public. Have you ever had it happen in public uncontrollably for whatever reason? No. No, I have. See, in public, I can kind of tighten it up. Yeah. I had one time in particular. Well, it's always surrounded by death. You know what I mean? When someone dies or something like a dog dies. I, like, I remember this when I was 24 and my childhood dog passed away. Well, define public. Out, huh? Define public real quick. Well, okay. I, I'll get into the story. So my childhood dog passed away. I went outside of the vet and was just fucking bawling like a baby, just standing there. I couldn't help it, you know, like all those 12 years of my life, half of my life at that point, I had the, my best friend. Then he was gone. So, I, like, I stood outside just fucking crying. But the most craziest and most beautiful thing happened, I would say 10 different people came up to me and didn't say anything, just came up, hugged me, and cried with me. Because they knew. They knew exactly what the fuck had just happened. And it was just yeah. like one of those moments of humanity that you can't... Like, it's hard to even tell someone about it. Mm -hmm. 
because you just can't like explain how like it, it felt good because they were like it's okay i know you know like i was alone for that so it was tough to be there by myself how old were you then uh 24 24 yeah that's one of the experiences where it's like i was outside and i just couldn't fucking control it so like oh, yeah. i get what you're saying a little bit but it's still aside from like a... my father's funeral no yeah what's that sorry aside from like my father's funeral no yeah no and it's these um, moments that happen like I get moved to it. Music has the ability to move me a little bit, but not to that extent, I guess, sometimes. I, I can't think of, like... I also think it's, like, the relationship, like, to to it. Like, the... Like, I, I, I can't remember the exact lyrics of the words, but they were... Like, like when I heard them, it fucking... It, it, like, it stabbed me like a knife, man. Like, Had I we guess, already secured him on the podcast by that point? No. Okay, so it was just like random like the, openness. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so I was just okay. listening. Well, I made fun of you a little. Now I feel a little bad for making fun of you because you're just the sweet man with sweet emotions that I'm happy to be a little bit in tune with myself. Hey, no problem, you fucking robot. Let's go Okay, on. Um, next, moving on. So, obviously, we're an audio podcast, but Tom, uh-huh. Tom has decided this episode let's mark it on our calendars to wear some gigantic headphones to mm-hmm. a be more technologically advanced than me i mean b i think he's just doing it to try to make the podcast a better product and he might be like sean i think you should get some too because it made the sound quality better so like there's that aspect but i think he just wants to be cool like his newfound other podcast friends and so he's like well Devon told me that he's wearing headphones, so I better wear headphones too. And I think it's a fucking adorable. So I just thought I'd make okay. fun of you a little bit on that note too. Feel free to retort <clears throat> against your not technically advanced cousin, who is like way behind the times. I'm helping set it up so that you can just fucking hammer me down with why it's a good idea and why Sean should just back the fuck off and it's not something to be made fun of. And go. First and foremost, his name is Devon. There's no O in his name, like, at all. It's an so, A? No, it's an I. It's oh, Devin. Devin. Okay. Yep. So, Fair enough. I stand corrected. I yeah, thought it was so, an O, Devon. No. You called him Devon when you introduced him to me, so that's why no, it's I didn't. confusing. No, I didn't. And I have an audio podcast to prove it. <clears throat> okay. Carrying on. Second. Um... After last week's episode, we're clearly a professional podcast now, and I feel like we should be acting like it. All right? So, excuse me for feeling kind of good about myself and taking trying to take our level of professionalism to the next level. Love it. I knew it would so, be a good retort. That's why I, just, I said it. I, I just, you know, I come out here, I'm feeling right, hot off the gate. We had a great episode. It was so cute. With, you just, with, with, I couldn't help myself because you looked so prepared and you... You come in with this big, like, big boy face on. I'm going to show Sean how committed I am to making this a better product. Because we're professionals now. We've had a prof- And I, like, I love it. But I just had to say something because it's an audio podcast and no one else can see your boisterous, beautiful face with your big old fucking ears on. You know? Someone yeah. had to point it out to the audio fans. Well, we do have a video clip once a week, so. That's true. But then the, they wouldn't have any explanation <coughs> leading up to it, and they'd be like, "What the fuck? Why? What the fuck is going on? Why is he?" I think like they would that? have chimed into the fact that you know what, Tom and Sean are professionals. After having that amazing podcast last week, 
look at them upping their fucking game. Did you listen back to it with like doing your editing? Yeah, I did. I actually, I thought it was a really good podcast. We made some good points, you know, and it was fun hearing them talk about music and the industry and shit. Yeah, no. Uh, How interesting was it to know that Cotton Eye Joe's an old ass song? All of it. I the whole thing was fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, like the like the third like the weird thing was like I came in prepared and had like questions, and as he started talking, he just all right. Well, I won't can't ask that anymore, and then I can't ask that anymore, yeah. and I just answering them before I can even uh, answering them before I can even ask them. Ed was so insightful. He was so uh, well-spoken. And then you can tell that he's passionate. And that's oh, the yeah. thing. Like, I think that's the thing that draws us to him is because he's so passionate. For sure. And it was funny, like, when he said he was a teacher, I didn't clue into that till during the episode. And I was like, oh, fuck, that makes sense. It was pretty cool, though, to have that episode and to do something like that. Um, it was funny, actually, Kieran, this week, he's he said, like, coincidentally... Some guy at work, Cotton Eye Joe was on, and some guy at work was like, hey, do you know this is about an STD? And Karen was like, actually, recently on the Two Sides of the Story podcast, I learned that, and he got to, like, use that information that, like, this past week to tell that's, a guy. That's fucking incredible, actually. Which is cool, because we're educators, too, now. You know, it's just how we yeah. fucking roll. Well, like, well, that was kind of the goal, like... Because I told you about his music, I got to show you and, like, whoever else listened to that episode. But now that we had him on, like, people can now deep dive him and more people can find him and more people can follow him on Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. Like, man, like, when people are doing cool shit, whether they're big or not, I want people to know about him. And, like, the fact that, like, you know, he's been sharing all the stories and the stuff on his podcast that we had an episode i gotta do a couple more clips for uh for our instagram before uh to to help promote that episode again but man i am so happy we did that and that was like a big deal like you and i spoke for like 20 minutes afterwards about like oh man this is happening this happened and it was a fucking cool podcast like it was funny because we did that and then shortly after we recorded another podcast the first 20 maybe 15 20 minutes of that podcast i was having a hard time getting going because it was like a switching gears and like a adrenaline dump and someone that you know you were more uh in line with than what i was at the beginning so it took me a few minutes i felt better after the first 20 i was like okay i'm into it now but it just sometimes doing these things it's fucking exciting you know even you and me we have the moments where we you know, after a podcast, we're like, fuck, that was a good show. And it gives you a little boost. And like being interviewers, you know, he had a, uh, Ed had a lot he wanted to say as well, obviously, but it was just fun to have the opportunity to uh, interview someone that neither of us knew that has had some successes and um, some trials in what they're pursuing, you know? So it was interesting to just hear someone's perspectives. Yeah. And like, you know, like we're this cheesy podcast of just you and I just, shooting the shit about like what's going on in our lives or what's going on uh what what sci-fi we're into this week or like what adventure we're going on this week or whatever mm-hmm. but they just to see someone else and this is our passion project but to see and promote someone else's passion project i'm fucking all for it fuck yeah um speaking of passion projects sean is moving on up in the podcast or in the hockey pool I'm no longer in last place. I saw that. <laughs> I'm not sure if you noticed that. I it's did a notice big that. Deal. 
I did notice that. It's a pretty big deal. I'm getting closer and closer to Tom's sides. I'm only 98 points behind you, I believe, now, which is really just a couple of good nights. When another thing, have you been following (coughs) Tage Thompson and his fucking spectacular blowout year this year in Buffalo? Like, what the fuck is happening Liam picking up, like, those three guys from Buffalo? Fucking... Cousins, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. He picked them up, and they all had a tremendous game. Now, he's, like, two and a half points behind me. Last night, I get fucking minus three. Yeah, that's tough. Because no one on my te- team decides to fucking score. That's tough, yeah. And then, and then, like, now, like, first place is becoming, like, it's reachable, but fuck, I need a couple good days, and the other two guys to have bad days. It and happens quick, man. Remember, like, the first four months, or three months of the last pool, I was fucking way ahead in the pool. In the pool. I was at, at one point, I was, like, over 100 points ahead. And then it just fucking closes. That gap can close real quick. I, I was mm. fucking around that. I've given up hope, but I'm I'm not. I'm watching, you know. I, I have a lot of holes in my team, but hey, these holes can turn into fucking ringers all the time. Yeah, sudden. but even then, like, remember, you get, like, so many trades. Like, take advantage of that shit. Like, make oh, your team sure. better. There's, like, reasons, like, there's things that can you can do to make your team better. Like You did a real I, dirt bag move, Tom. What did I do? You know what I'm talking about. Who did I take? A real, a real dirt bag move. Go on. You stole my move. We talked about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, I did. You fucking greasy bastard. I noticed it. Not, I didn't notice it when you did it. I saw it like a week later, and I was like, you greasy son of a bitch. You scooped up Kane, franchised him. But now, as an Oilers fan, I feel so torn because part of me is like, I fucking want Kane back so bad. But another part of me, I was like... Take your time to recover properly. Fucking take your time to recover. <laughs> and he started skating again, man. He started skating. Oh, you fucking asshole. I was like, I'm never talking hockey with you again until next season when I'm not in the pool. And then yeah. we can talk hockey all fucking day long. I, I, tips, I, advice. I, I think you need to stay in the pool. I know you think that. I'm aware that you I, think I'm not, that. I, I'm, I'm not the only one that thinks so. And I think, and this especially now. This let down, not going to lie. Why? You're making progress now. I'm just fucking around. I'm I'm just joking. It's not been a big letdown. The only thing that I'm disappointed is that it didn't grow. That it shrunk. Because we could have grown it. Well, see, the thing is, is that now we're in a position to grow it. Yeah. I have no one else I can talk with the pool about. I think you have a brother. No, but listen. I like Last time I had a couple people I could talk to about the pool and enjoy like the process. I thought I had that in you. I didn't realize that you were going to fucking snake me like that. So now I'm like, now I have no one to talk to about the fun hockey pool that I'm in. I've just been raw, fucking robbed of that experience. So I now feel I'm like, like well, I gave you enough days to either shit or get off the pot. <laughs> it was underhanded, but it's okay. I like it was it underhanded. I gave you. It hurt, you, it hurt from, a little, but I also liked it a little because my, my younger cousin what, was like, I'm gonna take advantage of that information. Don't don't even think that you were the first person to fucking think of that idea. By the way, I'm the only. I invented the idea, Tom. Yeah, I had that idea as soon as I saw that Evander Kane was traded and not franchised. That's so cute that you're backtracking now and be like, I thought of it first, Sean. No, I'm not saying that Um, you thought of it. I didn't say I thought um, of it first, but I'm um, telling you right now, you and I are not the only ones that thought about it. I'm just the only one that did something about it. I no, guarantee you, every single person in our fucking hockey pool had the thought process of, ooh, he wasn't franchised. Maybe <laughs> I can take him. 
because where McDavid gets points, Evander Kane gets points. This is true. It's been a wild ride uh, in Edmonton, which has been interesting. All these injuries that have come, like, what a freak fucking injury that was to him, but I don't know. It's been yeah. an interesting year. Well, all I'm saying is that you could have made the trade too. I gave you about 15 days. I was going to wait till January 15th, to be honest, in that yeah. market range. You didn't tell me that. No. No. It was a good move. Should have got off the pot. It's a dog-eat-dog yeah. world, Sean. It is. I realize that And now we're that, competitors. Like I said, I realize now I have no one to talk to these things about, and it's okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, like, you know, you do talk these things out, and I was talking things out with other people. Oh, nice. I'm glad that you have other people to talk to about No, this. within the hockey pool. Nice. I definitely don't, but it's okay. You're in the group chat. I know, but we don't use it anymore. It's closed. I don't know. No, it's not. Last Liam year it was used, a lot more active. Liam just used it the other day. I saw that, but I was To like, brag about his Buffalo players. That's funny. And yeah, then, what an amazing. It's funny because, like, I follow the hockey card world as well. So this year everyone's been, like, touting the Jason Robertson young guns, his rookie card, because all of a sudden he's a fucking superstar. Yeah. Not that he, like, he was doing good last year, but now he's, like, stepping up where you're like, oh, fuck, this this kid from California might be might be pretty damn good. And now everybody in the hockey card collecting community is searching their boxes to be like, fuck, did I save the Tage Thompson or did I fucking sell it? Did I throw it away for fucking $2? Because it's, like, ranging between 80 and $100 now for a card that you couldn't sell before for a buck. Because everyone was like, the kid's not fucking going to go anywhere. It's just, it's a funny market to watch the ups and downs of. It's yeah. like any type of investing. You can have a stock that flies through the roof or a stock that plummets. Like so friend for hockey friend. cards, does it have to be a particular brand? Like, is it upper deck alone or is it like... It's pretty much upper deck is the, like, the number one. But you see upper deck has like 25 different incarnations of upper deck. There's upper deck, like... The original base is just Upper Deck Series 1, Series 2. But then there's, like, Upper Deck Stature, Upper Deck Clear Cut, Upper Deck. And, uh, like, as you go up in Pride, or up in Upper Deck the Cup, it's all Upper Deck, basically. There's, um, whatchamacallit, Opeachy, but it's fucking worthless. No offense, yeah. Opeachy. But it's, like, you get those cards. Like, I have a Connor McDavid rookie card, and it's worth fucking $15. You know what I mean? As opposed to the Upper Deck Young Gun Series 1, which is okay. like so why? 2000. Huh? Why? It's just the way the collector's market is. This is what people want. It's a higher quality product, I guess, and it's just the standard. It's the, it's like the standard in hockey card collecting is Upper Deck. It's just how it is. Okay. Which is funny because Gretzky's rookie card that sold for a million dollars is an Opeachy. Because it just wasn't, Upper Deck wasn't uh, a standard yet by that point. Crazy. So, so speaking of hockey, and now I want to go back to the hockey pool. Like, there's, like, some players that you should be looking out for. I have my eye on them, and I'm just debating, biding my time on when I should take them. But, like, Jordan Eberle and the Seattle Kraken are having a hell of a year. Former Oiler. Yeah, I've been keeping an eye. Former Oiler. Like, I don't understand, like, like you, you keep an eye, but you, that's the thing, Sean, is that you don't make any fucking moves. You made one. Because, man... Kuzmenko was, was your last pickup there? Yeah. Goal and an assist the game after I got him. Yeah. Great. Yeah, well, it was a try. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on things. Eberle, I have a lot of experience with Eberle. I've 
watched the many, many, many years of his career being here in Edmonton, and I feel like I've seen the best of him already, so I didn't pick him up. I've, I've thought of it for sure, but I know the kind of player he is, and I just didn't feel it, so I didn't pick it up. But there's other, like, it's a crapshoot. I picked up Lundell for a bit there because he is a young prospect who's not bad. You know, he could do some things, and then he got injured, and I was like, hey, fuck this guy. So I, I jumped ship pretty quickly and went with Kuzmenko instead. And there's other holes. Like, there's still some guys on my team that just are underperforming, or, but I, like, I know that they have it in them. It's just a matter of whether they can turn it around the season. The same thing happened to me last year. I had Pasternak, who had an off year. I had Braden Point, who had an off year. Both those guys are having much better years this this time around. So it's just one of those things in hockey where you can't – nothing is written in stone. Anything can happen. And that's what's part of fun, the fun about the game, too. Also, right? like, injuries kill you. Like, Nathan McKinnon is just – now he's out for a few games, four weeks. What are you going to fucking do? Yeah. No, and that's just life with hockey where you're like – who? he's not on your yeah, team, he is. is he? Oh, fucks. That's a tough loss for you. Huge loss for me. He was my number one draft pick and, like, highest scoring yeah. player. So now I have to kind of replace him with other people. Like, I picked up – I've made some moves. Like, I picked up Jamie Benn. I picked up uh, – I just picked up Thomas There's Hotel. still a lot of named players, in, like, available. You know what I mean? But it's a tough one. It's funny with hockey, too. You know, you like you said in, the, in previous podcasts about um, you want to kind of be able to pick players that are on winning teams – because it can really make a difference. Like, if you're picking a guy, uh, he's a superstar on a team, but he loses every fucking... He scores a goal in every game, but his team loses 8-1. Then you're like, fuck, I'm still minus two because he was on the ice when they scored these yeah. goals. You know, it's a catch-22, right? But because of that, there is still some named players that are sitting in the pool. Like, even me dumping O'Reilly, it was like, fuck, he's he should pick it up at some point. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, no, there's a bunch of players that are like that. Well, you picked up uh, Perron, right? Perron had an amazing year last year in St. Louis. Now yeah. he's part of Detroit, where they're rebuilding. Detroit. Yeah, he's putting up some points. He's putting up some like. points. And I have Lucas Raymond from Detroit as well, a young prospect who's like pretty good. He's not coming out as strong this year as he did last year, which is kind of pisses me off, A, because he's in my pool, B, because I have his rookie card. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? I did have a... Uh, Tage Thompson. I couldn't remember. I was like, I'm pretty fucking sure I have one. I do have one. So now the question is, do I fucking dump it right now for 80 to 100 bucks, Or do I hang on to it in the hopes that he continues this fucking parade for the next few seasons, which could make it up valued at a couple hundred dollars? It's kind of a fun part of hockey card collecting. Well, why don't you hold on to it and see what happens? I'm probably going to. That's usually what I That's do. That's the best thing. But I've dumped a few. I had a... When Kaprasov was in his rookie year, I hit a Kaprasov rookie, and I sold it immediately and got like eighty-five bucks for it or something now. But it had a corner that was totally fucked up, and now it goes the same card as maybe like a hundred and forty. So I didn't like lose much by getting rid of it. But it's kind of like all about condition in these things too. Okay. I don't talk about it often, but it's a game that I pay attention to as well because it's a, it's fucking fun hitting the lottery on a player. So how often do you pick up cards? Um, when they release the new box, I'll probably I'll, I'll pick up a few here and there. So, the thing I usually do is I buy into a box break. I don't know what that means. No? Okay, so example, in one of the groups that I'm in on Facebook, 
the guy posts six boxes, we'll say, which is half a case. A case is 12 boxes. So he'll post six boxes, $36 a spot, 31 spots. So you buy one spot, you're guaranteed one team. It randomizes. I, I prefer the random draw because you don't know what team you're going to get. You can try to buy specific teams, but it's first come, first serve, and it's you got to be like the second he posts it, you got to like Oilers, like pick it or whatever team you're gunning for that year. But it can be very expensive. If the best player is on this Dallas that year, like the best rookie card that everyone's seeking out, then Dallas is going to be like $240, whereas Calgary will be $15 in the break. So it can be affordable to get in, but when you do the random ones, you just pay one price, and then it randomizes, and whatever team you get, you get. So that's what a box break is. And then you get every card that gets hit by that team, you get. What's to stop you from just going and buying your own box? You can do that too, but it's costly, and you're only guaranteed so many hits per box. By doing it this way, you have uh, higher odds for less... Um, impact on your on your wallet if that makes sense okay because it's expensive like if i want to go buy a box you know it's 150 bucks and you're not guaranteed to hit um like you're guaranteed maybe a couple young guns a couple the special cards and stuff like that but some of these box breaks you can just do a lot better because you have better odds at more boxes if that makes sense. And I have. I do sometimes buy my own boxes or I'll buy little blasters where it's like a couple cards per pack kind of, or a couple hits per pack kind of thing. So it all depends. But I don't invest a lot into it. I kind of always just have like a number in my head where I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll spend this much or, uh, or I'll keep an eye out for a deal. If I see a deal on, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll pick up one of those. So I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I told you, but like I got a uh, gift from one of my students a little while ago, it was like a seven-pack box of uh, upper deck cards. Give me a second. I'm just going to grab them real quick. And I'm gonna, I want to yeah. see what your thoughts are. Give me one sec. Yeah, no worries. Stall. Any kind of collecting is fun, Like to be honest. Obviously, I talk about on the podcast that I'm amateur collector of coins and geodes and all kinds of shit. It's just fun. I like having shiny things. You can call me a magpie if you'd like, which I'm okay with. But I just enjoy looking at things. I enjoy checking things out, to be honest. It's just really, really fun. And I recommend it to anyone. It can give you joy. There's that, I talk about that with Tom sometimes. Like, does it give you joy? Yes. Yes, it does. And if you collect things and you enjoy collecting, like Thomas and I personally do, your life will be filled with more joy. So I encourage... Being a good consumer, a good capitalist, get out there, buy some cool shit. That is my advice. But, no, and it's like gambling as well at the same time as it is collecting, which is also fun. And gambling can be a lot of fun. Please gamble responsibly. Tom appears to have lost his hockey cards. I've seen him walk a couple times back and forth across the camera now at this point, so... I'm concerned for these cards. I'm hoping that they're okay, but I'm a little bit worried. Okay, he's back. Okay, so I'm back. It's these... uh... Oh, Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's a good box. Yeah. So, like, in there, I was going to talk to you about this, but now that we're on the subject, we might as well get into it. All of them are kind of, like, normal cards. Like, I haven't done anything crazy with them. Um... 
A couple Oilers in here. A couple name players. See, what you want to look for is there's base cards, which is just a regular card, but you want to look for a card that looks a little bit different than the so rest because base this cards one are worthless. has just a different color on it. I have no idea what. Yeah, which makes it, it – on the back, does it show it's numbered out of anything? 102. Like 30. Okay, but it doesn't say out of, like 26 out of 40 or something like that? No. Okay, so any variation on the regular base card is going to be like have a little bit more collector's interest, but it's like what you want to look for is rookies, basically. That's and, where your money is. And that's at. where I have, I think I saw one rookie card. Uh, I can't remember where it was. It's crazy, like, it's all in the small details. Even myself, I have to go back and look through the cards three, four times sometimes because there's French variants. There's, like, crazy little differences in these cards. Like, that's not standard upper deck. That's artifacts. But it's a rookie. I even plays for L.A. That's all I got. Is, Is it Gabe Velarde? No. Oh, Quentin Byfield. That's a great one. Put that in a penny sleeve immediately. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Do you have penny sleeves, I assume? No. Do you know what a penny sleeve is? No. It's just a little plastic sleeve that you put them in to protect them. Okay, so I'll get like a little binder with some sleeves and shit. Yeah, that... you can do binders. Binders fuck cards up too, though. Okay, so I should just get like... I'll, I'll send you a link. Alright. It's cheap. It's like you can spend six bucks and have in enough to protect your cards. It's fun. Like it, It's the same with the Tim Hortons cards, you know, like we were talking about in a previous podcast. You can pick them up. It's a nice way to get into collecting because it's not expensive to get into. Yeah. But it's... And you, at the same time, it's not as expensive to get into. It's not going to pay off as much in the long run. It's crazy to me, like, the hockey cards. Like, even... So the McDavid year, a box of McDavid's year now is like $1,200, $1,400, $2,000 for a box. No guaranteed to have a McDavid in it. So it's an interesting investor's market as well as it is a collector's market. Very interesting. But yeah, collecting is fun. That was my baseline point to all of that conversation, and I encourage it because it's very inexpensive, and it's an interesting, fun way. Nothing like buying some cards, sitting them in a box or on a shelf, and then going back years later and seeing who developed into a cool player. That's how I initially got into it. It wasn't like I collected when I was a kid with Josh, but then I bought a box uh, maybe in my 20s, well, late 20s, I guess. And then I went back and looked, and I was like, oh, shit, a couple of these guys, I know their names. And then I ended up selling those cards for a hell of a lot more than what I paid for the box. So it's fun. So that one card, I got to put it in a plastic sleeve and then wait a few I'd recommend years. it. He's going to be a good player. He is a good player. So it's one of those things that – and, like, eBay is your friend if you're ever curious about value. Just put the, like, t- the brand of card – the card as much information as you can hit search and then click sold listings completed listings in your filters and then it'll tell you what that is sold for to give you an idea you know it's probably ten dollars fifteen dollars but that does like he has a couple good years and it fucking skyrockets very interesting and then where are we on this calendar of mine have you done any research because i've done none on what sorry that calendar that i got Oh, shit, yeah. I, I haven't looked, buddy. No, it's all right. 
I You're kind right. of for- forgot about it until you just bring it up. But it's definitely out there, I'm sure. And it's worth looking into. We'll talk further about it one of these days. But it's mm. just hang on to it for now. Okay. Let it sit away. It's from 04, right? Yeah. So let the 18-year-olds become 25-year-olds, have careers, have jobs, and then want some nostalgia shit from their past. Give it five more years just to be safe. They're 18. They're they're not buying fucking calendars yet. But give them a couple years. They'll get there. It's like me right now. I'm a sucker for shit made in 1984. If I see coins... I bought a coin a couple of years, or not even a couple of years, a couple of months ago. I think I told you about it. An 1884 um, Morgan silver dollar from the U.S. I had to get it because I'm like, that was fucking 100 years before I was born in 1884. So I want to own one. So I bought one. That kind of shit. It's just cool to have. I have none of that. That's okay. You have lots of time left. You're young. Sure. I just... Like nothing happened, and like no nothing. Nineteen ninety makes me go, ooh, ninety. Not even like Ninja Turtles that were released in nineteen ninety. It would be more interesting that they were Ninja Turtles. I wouldn't care that they were released in nineteen ninety. Like the fact that you they're Ninja... it's kind of cool that you were made in the same year. I have a bunch of Ninja Turtles that were made in nineteen ninety. That's why I asked if that doesn't yeah. interest you. I'm like, that's fucking cool, man. No, no, it's the fact that they're Ninja Turtles. That's what I'm interested in. I'm going to be selling them all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I have them. I just see them and I can't help but buy them because they're cool and they're old. But then mm-hmm. I, I've gotten some cooler, rarer ones where well, I'm like... especially now, like, Ninja Turtles are going to be making an even bigger comeback. Seth Rogen's working on a Ninja Turtle movie. Interesting. Yeah. I'm excited for that. That'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. Were you a big Transformers guy? No, not at all, to be honest. I missed that boat entirely. You? I was, and then, like, I was more of a Beasties guy. Okay. And now that, that the, now the new Transformers trailers come out with the the Rise of the Beasts or whatever, so now, like, the Beasties are now included. That's cool. I remember but, that series. I but, had the toys, I think, even. The thing that I, like, so, like, they look cool. I'm not going to lie to you. They look cool. But the thing about the show was that they looked like a real gorilla and a real cheetah and a real rat and a real rhino. Like they looked like these things, and then, then they would transform. And this, yeah. now, like you're looking at them, like they're clearly machines that took after a gorilla and a cheetah and a rhino and whatever the fuck. So you're just like, all right, well, it's not the same, but I'm here for it. Yeah, no, I get that. Um... As much as I said I'm not a Transformers fan, I do watch everything that comes out from Transformers because I'm interested in it. But it was a little before my time and a little after my time, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. They're, like, the first movie I thought was fucking phenomenal. I thought, well done, Michael Bay. You did great. Then the second that was movie, a good movie, yeah. Then the second movie came out, and then I was like, wow, Michael Bay, you just really fucking phoned it in, eh? Cool. And then, like, um, they seem like hit and miss. I like a... I saw the third one, and I was like, this is okay, and I didn't bother with the fourth one. And I think I saw the Bumblebee movie on a plane. I never did see that one. Was it good? It was fun. That yeah. one was fun. I, like, it was just Bumblebee fun. Bumblebee was fun, and like you said, the first Transformers was a, like a fun movie, but after that, I really lost interest. Yeah. 
Like, I like the bad. third one, uh, with the Dark Side of the Moon, I think it was called, or something. Revenge from the Dark. I, yeah, I never did see that one. Let, Letter Nimoy, man, he's in it. Oh, really? Yeah, if there's, do it for anything else, you do it for that. Um, yeah, I would definitely check it out just for that. Yeah. And then we got to... Um, so how's your Stargate watching coming along while we're on the topic of Star? Yeah, um, just started season three. Oh, awesome. That's, uh, some good progress. It's gonna, it's... Thoughts, feelings? Uh, I thought... Uh, when I was first watching the finale of season two, I was like, fuck, they phoned it in. Because it was like a bottle episode where like they're all trapped and they're going through their fucking memories of just like this is your fucking season two finale, and yeah. then know what else? That was the season two finale of fucking TNG. There's a lot of TNG in Star Trek. Uh, in Star oh yeah, like of a lot. There is. Like it was the only fucking science fiction show like that before it. Yeah, there is a lot of just like. Oh, that was a TNG episode. That was a TNG episode. <laughs> that, too, was a TNG episode. Which makes but, it easy to love right off the hop for Star Trek fans, right? It, it does. Uh, like, the body-switching episode was pretty fucking dope. Um, the episode where they go to 1969, I texted you. It was like, that was a fantastic episode. Yeah, it was fun, for sure. Um, just, like, all of that was just, it's good. But, like, also, Michael Shakes doing, I think, a German accent? <sighs> All right. Good for him. <laughs> like, yeah, That's no, funny. I'm a linguist, so, like, whatever. We'll just pretend to be other people. It's fine. Why not? Yeah. I like it. Uh, there's, there's some good episodes where that old guy switches body. Like, the body switching episode I really enjoyed. Good. Um, yeah, no, there's some good good stuff. It's like it, you're getting into the steam now, right? Because yeah. you got through the first two seasons. Now it's like, okay, they know you know the characters. Now they can really just start focusing on the stories, too. I, I will say this, though. Apophis has a bullshit death. Yeah. Like, I get there's plenty of other bad guys that they're trying to introduce and all that stuff. And, like, you're, it's not just going to be him. So they go through him being like the big bad, still has fucking my, uh, what, what Daniel Jackson's wife, all of this, yeah. and then he just gets captured and dies. Nah, man, terrible way for him <laughs> to go. Honestly, I that was fucking disappointing. Yeah, I no, wanted better. Like I, he deserved better. Yeah, no, I get that. Like I get that, now not, that he doesn't go down as the most amazing villain of all time. That's for sure. No, and that's the problem. Like he should have. Yeah, they could have done a little more with that. I agree. Yeah, and it's just like a random episode where, oh look who we caught! Oh, Apophis is dead now. Let us move on. Do you get yeah. any information out of him? Not really. It was actually due to contractual disputes with the actor, which is what led to that. And he was pretty pissed at the time about it, but it was just they had a, too many differences in opinion. So, all right, I'm just joking. I'm just making that up. I don't oh. know shit. But that, see, that, that to me is like that's just disappointing. It's, it's not a just way to let him go. 
Yeah, fair enough. And yeah. Sorry, man. That 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 bothered me. No, that's okay. There's then, always going to be things that bother you in these things. Yeah. It's the same with TNG. There's a lot of shit that bothers me with that series. But it is what it is, and it's just that was the art form that they did. Yeah. So I just thought that Apophis needed a better death. Um, moving on from that, you know, they're setting up Hawthorne to be a new big bad with her, with her aligning herself with Apophis's men and her own. So, all right, that's interesting. See what happens, I guess. Yeah, see what happens. I'm on board. Like I'm still enjoying the show. That being said, like, I'm still enjoying the show. It's just I expected a much bigger death scene from Apophis than what we got. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, he didn't die by the hands of Daniel Jackson while old, at the same time rescuing his life. There was no like, there was no justice there. It, to, to me, it's just like, well, they didn't get him, but he's dead now. So... Yeah, pretty much. Say levy. <laughs> It was a, a too quick of a wrap. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Too cash, in my opinion. Too cash. Fair enough. Fair enough, sir. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, watch any Christmas movies yet? Are you in the spirit? Have you been feeling the spirit? I watched Spirited. Uh, okay. Heard of it. Will Ferrell. Did you, uh, have you sent anything in the mail yet? I will be this weekend. Yeah, same with me. So, and Where are you going to be? I'll be home. I'll be in Montreal for Christmas. Okay. I'm pretty sure I still have the address saved. I, yeah. I meant to ask that too because I was like, kind of need to know that. Yeah. No, I'm hoping to get, uh, I'm, I'm bringing all the things I got to you for Montreal. And then I'm going to ask my mom nicely to ship it to you because her business don't pay for shipping. Makes sense. So take advantage of that. Nice. Whereas shipping is expensive. Yeah, it is. It's fucking expensive as fuck. <clears throat> yeah, so like know, with, get... with Stella being sick and all, like she's like she's still like in good spirits and like the drugs have been like doing her thing. But my mom's not gonna put Stella and Foley into a doggy daycare or doggy hotel while she's sick and needs like medicine. And then she's only eating chicken, and she's yeah. only so like, nah, it's not worth it. So. My mom's going to stay home, and then I'm going to go to Montreal, and Michelle and David are going to do their own thing in Edmonton. Nice. Yeah. So That's cool. I wonder, like, what are Michelle and David doing? Just, like, a friend's one or, like, at their house? or? Well, they wanted to do something. The, the only reason why she's not coming to Montreal is because, like, she has a house. She wants to do – she wants to have her own Christmas. Like, like this, And this was the year we were all supposed to go there. But shit didn't work out that way. So, I mean, reach out if you want to. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay, that's cool. Uh, yeah, well, um, fair enough. I've already watched Elf, Home Alone, and about 12 um, Hallmark Christmas movies that need not be named. Fair. Yeah. I, I watched Spirited and the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, which I thought was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm going to watch that soon. I saw it last night. I started. Um, there's a new series that uh, surrounding Santa Claus with tim allen i don't know if you ever watched those movies when you were a kid <coughs> i love those movies and i want to watch them until they're like they were releasing them one by one and i was gonna just binge it 
Yeah, it's interesting. I watched, uh, started watching it last night while we were wrapping some Christmas presents. And then I was like, I gotta stop. I'm not fucking paying attention. I want to watch this show. Like, it seems like it's interesting. I don't even know what the fuck is happening right now. So we just stopped. I think he kind of retires. And then he gives someone the reply. Like, what, from what I got from the trailer is that he kind of retires. That's too, yeah. And then the person he gives the reins of Santa Claus is starting to fuck up Christmas. Yeah. So. I'll be interested to see. Yeah, now he needs to save Christmas. Yeah. I haven't seen Tim Allen in anything in a while, too, and he was such a staple of my childhood that it'll be interesting to go and see well, where he's well, at. Well, he has a show called Still Standing. I'm not sure if that show is still going on, but that was, like, the most recent thing I saw him in. Yeah, I never saw that. Yeah. But it was a, it was a good show, like, and it's a, di- it's a different perspective because Tim Allen's, like, a pure Republican. And it's And, like, he talks like the whole show is like a republican family that works at a uh, out uh, like that works at a owns and runs a cabela's huh and like but it's not a cabela's it's i meant to ask you sorry this just made me think of it um did you watch yellowstone i have seen bits and pieces i okay i haven't seen any of it when uh buddy when ed brought it up on our last podcast i was like uh, he was like referencing it like as if we knew it because everyone knows it and i was it's like, the most popular show on tv right now on anything yeah, I, I haven't gotten into it i like kevin costner though a lot so i could see watching it and enjoying it Waterworld, the postman he's got a lot of classics those are your two that um, you think of with kevin costner dances oh, with wolves but feel the dreams. dreams yeah yeah, yeah. robin hood yeah, those are all pretty good too. But the top two for sure are the Postman and uh, Waterworld for sure. The most coveted, I feel. Your opinion is just lousy. You don't like those movies? No, Waterworld is shit. What? Motherfucker has gills. Yeah. He's got gills. Yeah. And can swim underwater. And the whole world is covered in water because of global warming. How fucking cool is that? Uh huh. Love it. And then the postman is like, it's you're in a fucking apocalypse, but you know what's got to carry on, Tom? The mail. How hot is that? <sighs> this is how we rebuild. We keep the postal service running. Keep that in mind, human race. How like is that Ed, not great? You're like Ed Helms in fucking Brooklyn Nine-Nine right now. And then there's like, okay, and then let's go back to the other ones that you were talking about, where Dancing with Wolves. Come on. Where you won an Oscar? No, no, no. Wolves are wild. You're going to try and dance with some? They're fucking bite you, you idiot. Clearly you didn't see the movie. What's that, sorry? Clearly you didn't see the movie. Well, why would I watch a movie about some guy dancing with a wolf? That doesn't. It's about a fucking soldier that ends up learning the language of a local native community. And then joins the natives, and his name becomes Dances with Wolves. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Maybe I'll give that a watch. He won an Oscar for it. And then there's some fucking other movie he's in where he's like in some fucking cornfield and backwoods. Who knows what the fuck? In Iowa. All of a sudden, all these baseball ghosts come, and they're haunting this cornfield. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Why are these people haunting And then the ghost of his father comes back, and he gets to play catch with him, which he never got to do as a child. Which is... Really which is fucking the most, stupid. Which is fucking heartwarming. That's so stupid. <laughs> all he wanted to do all, was... All I wanted was to play a kid. And he's like in his fucking 40s. Like, yeah. Get, like, come on, man. Oh, That's fucking you, dumb. You heartless son of a how bitch. Can you, 
How can you how, compare how? that to Waterworld? I can and I will. There's fucking That's... ghosts in the cornfield, and I want to watch Yankees play the fucking Red Sox anytime in my That's backyard. Fucking That's, That's fucking, fucking amazing. It's stupid. I don't want to live in a fucking water world. Fuck that noise. I want to well, watch. That's why it's so interesting. I want to watch the 1918 do. fucking Red Sox playing against the 1918 fucking Yankees. Yeah. And I want to watch Babe Ruth. That. Yeah. I want to see Shoeless Joe Jackson in his prime before he becomes a, a fucking. A bunch of old men who smoke and drink like crazy trying to play some fucking game that they would not be able to play in today's standards. Exactly. It's great. Sounds terrible. Yeah. But. Fucking James Earl Jones is in it. Um, so yeah, I definitely win this argument. No, you no, no, fuck you, heartless bastard. Rewatch Field of Dreams and try not you to fucking, fucking rewatch cry. the Postman. It's gold. I, I will. It's gold. Yeah, what is it on? Fucking nothing. What's Field of Dreams on? <laughs> fucking everything because it's in I, high demand. I own both those movies on VHS. Yeah, and you know what? I will give you this: Robin Hood, fucking dope. Yeah. That's a Fuck. great fucking movie. But that's it's not, top three for sure. But it goes not, Waterworld, Postman, Robin Hood for sure. But Robin Hood's not dope for Kevin Costner. Robin Hood is dope for Alan Rickman. Yeah, and Emilio Estevez was awesome in that too. Emilio Estevez? Yeah, he played about? Will, his little brother. Did he really? I mean, it's been yeah, a minute he, since I've seen it. That's all it is. It's, uh, it's not him. It's the, another guy. The guy from Broken Arrow. Or uh, pump up the volume. I can't think of his name. Christian Slater? That's the one. I thought for sure you would know Christian Slater. Me calling him Emilio Estevez was like a fucking hilarious thing, but it it went over your head. Someone else from the 90s who knows those two will laugh about that joke, hopefully. No. Yeah, great movie. It was a good fucking movie. I don't think Christian Slater ever got his fucking acting props that he fucking rightfully deserves did you watch pump up the volume ever no it was such a good coming of age movie i remember like it was breakfast club like that kind of feel it was that era and it would it hit like that for people at the time i I recommend giving it a watch it's a, a kid who like makes his own radio station okay and it was just like an interesting interesting All right, that, story that sounds like something i would enjoy actually i do um but I, you do need to rewatch Field of Dreams because motherfucker just said doo doo. Because it's a fucking heartwarming movie. I don't understand why you, you shit on it so much. I didn't mean to shit on it that much. I just don't think it's comparable to the Postman or Waterworld when it's it comes to Kevin Costner movies. One hundred percent is comparable. They're co- yeah, Kevin Costner movies. That's you just said it yourself. It's like bottom Acti- six, seven of and his know best what? movies. Kevin Costner does nobody does well fucking baseball movies. You ever see For the Love of the Game? No. Great baseball movie. Yeah, I think maybe it's weird. Like, there's a certain it's an American thing. They have this nostalgia for baseball because it's their sport. But I'm a, just saying that gets dog shit. So I know Field of Dreams is dog shit. And you try, try rewatching it. I'm telling you right now. I don't know. You're man. gonna be like, this is fucking stupid. There's a there's a romance to baseball, man. There is, and it, it is. I I don't disagree with that. I, I maybe you didn't grow up with it the way I did. Like I I played it. I yeah. Like, I think because I you watched with it, I had the mother. I had the expos. No, I don't give a shit about that one thing about how I met your mother. That's not why I they love talk this about Field of Dreams and loving it and that. Yeah. and I think that's where no, you're getting. No, I grew up. From. I grew up watching Field of Dreams, and since losing my father, 
I still watch Field of Dreams, and it makes me feel shit. That's fair. If it ties into something like that, then I can understand why it would be a good movie to you. But as far as, like, a good movie goes, it is not that. I mean, I don't understand. Like, it was a thing, like, I used to put it on as a kid on VHS and just rewatch it. I could see that as a little kid, yeah, who doesn't have any experience in the world oh, yet. Oh, fuck you. Movies, fuck you for that. Fuck you for that right there. <laughs> fuck you for that. Um, I am flustered now. I think that you should name this episode Field of Dreams. Who the fuck would watch that when we have Waterworld? That is a bit of a mouthful. And that's it probably why much. you don't name the episodes. <laughs> Um, no, back to what we were talking about. Yellowstone looks kind of interesting. Honestly, is it's pretty great. The, the the few episodes that I have seen, it's pretty fucking great. Yeah. Y- you, worth a watch. Yeah, lots of people have been... And there has a, and there's a spinoff as well. There's a version of it called, like, 1883. That looks very interesting, yeah. Where there's how they got their land. That's cool. I like cowboy movies. It's been a while since there's been a good cowboy movie or series, in my opinion. That's what that's what this is. What an interesting era. Like, if you can really <coughs> get into that and tell some good stories, there's a lot of very interesting stories to be told from that era. There, like, since Tombstone, I can't name another one that I really enjoy. No, there's been a couple, like, Unforgiven. But, I don't know if you watched that one. It was a little bit after Tombstone. It was pretty good. Um, Maverick Maverick with, uh, was fucking awesome but it was with, more uh, of a poker movie than it was yeah. a cowboy movie in ways yeah. and it was a comedy as well yeah but uh, yeah no, those were the ones I own for sure Unforgiven Maverick and Tombstone then there was then, Wyatt like, Earp like just Wyatt Earp yeah that wasn't it wasn't that great to be honest yeah uh, you know what know what was amazing actually came out later American Outlaws with Colin Farrell, like it was his first movie, and James Caan's son, I can't remember what his name is, but American Outlaws was a fucking dope movie. Interesting. I don't know that one. I saw that in theaters when they came out. I really liked it. He was Colin Farrell plays like Jesse James and all that. It was. Did you watch The Hateful Eight? Yes, I did. I watched that with my mom and David, and it was very <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> I think you told me about that. Uh, you know what? It's a great cowboy movie. Super underrated, but I if I see it on TV, I watch it, and it's Young Guns, so fucking, huh? Young Guns. That's pretty good, but even better than Young Guns. City Slickers. Great fucking movie. Great. Finally, movie. we agree on something. City yes, Slickers sir. is amazing. It's Billy Crystal. Awesome. Billy Crystal just um, nails it. Yeah, Marv I, from uh, from Home Alone. Home Alone. And then his yeah. one buddy. He, he, He's in everything with Billy Crystal. He's, he, he's even when uh, he's even in uh, when Harry met Sally. Yeah, which is also a fucking great movie, by the way. Yeah, is it Jack Palance? Uh, you, and Daniel probably. Stern is the other one. Oh no, sorry, Jack Palance was Curly in the movies, yeah. which was awesome. Curly, <laughs> yeah. the old cowboy who just fucking hates the guys from the city. Like it's still so good. Yeah, that old saying. that old guy that's also in like Batman. Is that who you're talking yeah. about? And, yeah. The, Bill Hader had like an impression of him where he orders like a soup and he looks in the bag and he goes, Oyster crackers. I think that Charlton Heston would play that guy so well. Well, Charlton Heston is in, uh, he's in Young Guns. 
In Young Guns, is it? Yeah. He's in a few westerns. He's yeah. I know oh, he's in he's Tombstone. Got, he's definitely he is in that Tombstone. Guy, right? But no, I'm glad we agree on that too. Billy Crystal is like fucking. You don't see him obviously anymore at all. But his oh, era. He had a great movie that came out within the last year with uh, Ben Schwartz. Um, really? Oh yeah, I think it's on Crave. I forget the name of it, but I'm going to look it up right now. Ben Schwartz. Yeah, City Slickers Two was as well great. Like both those movies were fucking awesome. Million Ways to Die in the West. Eh, it was I, okay. I can watch that, but I watch that for um, for like three jokes that make me happy. The one I was trying to remember and couldn't is Three Ten to Yuma. Yeah, Did you oh, see that was, it? I never saw that one. No, it was pretty decent. Christian Bale and uh, Russell Crowe. It was like an it was an interesting cowboy movie. It was like a modern one where you're like, yeah, it was pretty good, but it wasn't like Tombstone. Yeah. So I'll be the, old Doc the mo- Holiday. That's a ter- that was Forrest Gump being Doc Holiday. That's pretty that close. Was, that was fucking terrible. I think it's interchangeable between those two. No, no, it's not. You could and easily put no, Tom Hanks in that no, role. No, you could not. Fucking Val Kilmer. So? No, Val Kilmer's performance. <laughs> I'll be your Huckleberry. No, that's fucking. I'll go- be your Huckleberry. That is I'm gonna so make, shitty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remake that movie doing oh, a Forrest you, Gump impression of all so, of the characters. That's so fucking terrible. <laughs> oh my god, that was painful to fucking hear. You just ruined Tombstone. A my fucking... bullets are like a box of chocolate. Oh, you never know me. which shot you're gonna get. How good oh would that god. fucking be? <laughs> oh my god. I I want to wrap up this podcast. But before I do, the name of the movie with Ben Schwartz and Billy Crystal that came out in 2019 is Standing Up, Falling Down. And it's a good one. Like Ben Schwartz is like a failed stand-up comedian. And then he comes back home and he tries to like rekindle old relationships. And Billy Crystal is this like dentist, but he's like kind of lives alone he doesn't really talk to his family and they just kind of find each other and build each other up it's this it's this cool it's this really cool story interesting i had a hard time paying attention because all i can think about now is how forrest gump is fucking val kilmer no like, no you're fucking right now. you're a dick the same human they have no, the same accent no it's Holy not fuck. that's Mind just blown. that's just Mind you blown. being unable to do an impression that's all it yeah. is it's intense. No, no really. Like, it, think, really it, think it, about it, Tom. Yeah, I am. And I'm telling like you, Sean, point blank, it just means person. that you suck at doing impressions. <laughs> you have one impression, and you just throw it in anywhere. They're the same person. No, That's they're not. For sure. You're doing the same person. That's what you're doing. I can see Forrest spinning the little cup on his finger yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. That I, was awesome. I hope Val Kilmer kicks you in the chest. I think I can fuck him up. Well, now he has, like, throat cancer and shit. He's old and shit, yeah. Uh, but, nah. Falcon was always a badass. Put some reflect and <laughs> respect on his name. Yeah, I do like Val Kilmer. He deserved, I super enjoy He it. deserved an Oscar for Tombstone, and he got fucking not even nominated. No, for sure. I remember uh, that one scene when... Uh, Don't do the impression. Boat. Don't the boat the imp- pulls up and he's like, Jenny. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't pull it together enough, but that was all I had. But it was pretty good. You got to admit. I am so upset. <laughs> You're going to wake up tonight in the middle of the night. Jenny. Jenny. Oh, 
No. God, I was in a Wild West movie. By the way, how awful is Jenny? If you rewatch Forrest Gump. Oh, like... fucking, she is a horrible, horrible fucking person. Like, I always say, I don't know. I don't want to get into it, but she's a fucking terrible person. I feel so bad for Forrest. She, like, dumps this fucking kid on him, gives Forrest AIDS, and, like, the rest of what plays out after that I don't think he is... got it. They had the sex. No, no, they had the sex. She they... already had AIDS. She had the sex, she got the AIDS, and then she comes back into his life. Oh, so do you even think it's Forrest's kid? They there's don't look good, anything alike. There's a good chance that they're not his kid. That it's not yeah, his kid. he just takes on some... like, And that's just the story of being on the hook. Sometimes you... And this happens to men and women. They get on the hook for someone... They they get strung along for fucking forever. Like, and you think I'm the fucking How I Met Your Mother fan? You just the, you keep bringing it up. Fucking three. What this, do you is mean? A, this is a How I Met Your Mother episode. What kind of what you're doing right now? The hook. Oh, I am. On, I don't. Recall. You're lying. I feel you're like you're just superimposing this onto my point to try to make your you're, point. You're, but you're it's lying. Not really you're lying to me stick. and our audience. But it's fine. Um, but yeah, no, it was terrible. I feel bad for Forrest. He was just a nice guy, you know, very honest, hardworking guy, and he got fucked over by a, a poisonous, terrible wench. Yeah. At the time, though, as a kid, we all loved Jenny. Then you grow up as an adult, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, she had a fucked up childhood. She had a fucked up life, which is like a part of the story of humanity when you when someone has a really rough fucking story like that, it's hard for them to function and do the right thing sometimes. Yeah. I have to go. You should go. I do have to go. Like, I'm not being rude right now. Like, I'm not upset anymore. <laughs> I just, I do have to go. Yeah, I know. It's so, time. Yeah. <laughs> so let's it's wrap up. The, time. Yeah, let's wrap up the podcast. All right. There's the two sides of the story. I'm Tom Sides, and I'm still pissed off with Sean. And I'm Sean Sides, and Tom Hanks is Val Kilmer. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> Have a great week. Live long and prosper. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.